Bernie took the goddamn makers. Down the he took it down the jackpot because he's jackpot. a jerk off. Yeah. He took took the makers down the jackpot. Hey, he took the fucking makers. Like you couldn't take in the fucking uh, Jose Cuervo bullshit. What am I supposed to open this with? Your fucking hand. It's a twist off, you dumb fuck. All right, I stand corrected. Give me some fucking sound levels over there, Aubrey. All right, oh. and welcome to the... Get your mic set up, okay. Bernie. I swear to God. To the... This is Bert Start and Ernie. Beer. Ernie. All right. Let's get Damn, a moon never this. ceases to amaze. It's real nice. A beer like that comes around once. A blue moon. In a blue moon. Yeah, Whoa, once in a blue moon. Fucking, Holy fucking almost knocked everything over. <laughs> Holy shit. All right, Bernie's making waves in the political Talk sphere you, already. These guys can stay fucking over there. Yeah, talk to me after a couple more of these whiskeys and we'll see where we're sitting. So is this good or should I move it? Yeah, you sound good. Yeah, you fine. Okay. You, I mean, it's fine. Just don't hit the table. Yeah, okay. just don't, you mic. know, don't fucking okay. pound the table. Just don't go ape shit over there. Don't go be no like gorilla. All right. Ready? Oh shit, are we starting? Yeah. We're Fuck. starting the podcast. I feel like this is a school presentation. Hey, hello and welcome. Welcome to my senior thesis. This what? is the fucking shit where I talk about what I thought that I thought I knew and stuff like that for my senior thesis. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um... Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the freaking podcast that just really, you know, gives you a hot on. It helps you get up in the morning, whatever you need, where your Viagra, where your fucking sedative, where your fucking weed, where your nicotine, whatever you need. We got it, all right? So uh, I'm joined today by my good friend uh, uh, and the host of this podcast, coincidentally, uh, Ben. Hey, how's everyone doing? And uh, over to uh, Ben's right. We got Aubrey, the other host here. Hey, hey, hello. And, uh, you know, for the first time ever, we got a guest over here. Uh, his name's Bernie. First guest on season two. Bernie's here. <laughs> there it is. You know, a man there of many words, well-spoken as ever. <laughs> anyway, this is, that's tough. And, uh, you know, hopefully we put something, you know, decent to get it. I, I, I have no fucking promises, I'll tell you that much. Uh, roll the intro uh, music. Mr. Producer. Yeah, do that, uh, guy. Jamie, give us the sound. Yeah, Jamie, run that. <laughs> All right, so we're officially back. Uh, and as Aubrey pointed out, we have our first guest on season two. Um, if you haven't already, please give a warm round of applause for fellow roommate Bernie. Okay, so um, you bought a fucking motorcycle out of the blue. I did. Why? Yep. Why? Uh, mostly because it's it's fun. It's fun to ride around on those two wheels and just kind of crank your hand back. Pretty used to that. Watch so, out, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Cranking it. He's coming for years. Um, 
But, like, what was the process for that? You didn't just wake up one morning and say, oh, I want a fucking motorcycle. Well, my dad hates motorcycles. Cause, um, <laughs> and that's where it his, started. Uh, He's like, my dad hates it. This I'm is your buying act it. of rebellion. Yeah, I mean, his, his brother uh, became mentally disabled at the age of 15. So, uh, Jesus. It's just, you know, it wasn't in spite of him. It was more as a Wait, honorary thing, you know. Was just, that as a result of a motorcycle? Like, Yeah, it, it was a result out? of a motorcycle crash. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that's yeah. tough. He was turning right at a intersection and some guy didn't see him and clipped him and he rolled over oh. and almost died. And I got my dad's approval for buying the bike, though, so it's not an act of rebellion, but, you know. Uh, okay, but... um. You also didn't really get one big enough to get in any real trouble with. Yeah, I mean, it, it only goes 55, so it's more like a small little cruiser, just kind of like a little scooter. It's not anything crazy, but it's, you know, it's good training, good practice for something bigger someday. So wait, your uncle is the one who got in the accident? Yeah, my uncle. So, okay, so with your uncle's thing, what was he at fault? Uh, I know he wasn't wearing a helmet. But I don't know if he was at fault or not. Well, yeah, not wearing a helmet. I, I mean, I know someone didn't see him, so I assume it wasn't his fault, but maybe he was like speeding or something too, so it could have been kind of a combination of both. Mm. Is it terrifying that you live in a part of town where like the minimum speed limit is like 50 and your bike barely goes that? Well, every major road like Linder and... Uh, state have like emergency lanes on the right so i can ride on those if traffic does seem to be flowing pretty fast but is that you can you can legal? always go 10 under legally so yeah i can legally ride on both of them if, oh i mean if he got pulled over and somebody was like why the fuck are you on the shoulder and he goes i felt like i was impeding traffic slash that it was unsafe i don't think yeah. they'd care they Plus, might just be yeah. like we hope we are not back out here on this bike given it's like under if it's underpowered yeah. They might say, like, you don't have the ability to overtake if you need. Well, I mean, the thing is, too, like, you have a legal right to go 10 under. There's nothing stopping you from going 10 under. Below that is illegal, but my bike can very easily go 45, and the max speed limit is 55. So I am perfectly legal to drive it. Yeah, I hope it is one of these days I'm, I'm driving home and traffic's just really slow, and I'm like, what fuck ass is slowing us down right now? And it's I probably mostly because of like, the merging and whatnot from different lanes, well, but more I'm, so than people going slow. I'm saying I'd love if I just blew past you and had the opportunity to flip you <laughs> flip off. Flip me off with two, two fingers? Yeah. yeah. Granted, he yeah. might get his retribution if like he's coming down the road, everything's bumper to bumper, and he just comes zipping by on the shoulder. Yeah, that's really illegal at that point. Lane to, splitting to is not legal Well, not here. lane splitting, but going on the shoulder to avoid traffic, very illegal also, probably. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to find out. All right, so who's got a dumb question to ask? Something mildly philosophical. Something kind of like that question you asked the other day or the question you oh, asked yeah. in our last podcast. Yeah, I asked if, it, I asked if uh, Ben would go to Mars. And that, if he was given the chance, like if Musk was like... Bro. But I'm saying something of that ilk. Yeah, It's right. not rehash no, on points. We, we hit it. We hit it hard. Yeah, really hard. We spent an entire hour and 30 some odd minutes addressing so, that. Okay, give us give us your three second thoughts on it there, Bernie. On going to Mars? 30 seconds or less. I'm guessing you're in the fuck no category. 
he's I'm, he's actually got a decent life set up here, so I don't know why yeah. you'd want to leave. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm kind of in the fuck no category. I, I don't think I'd be interested in going to Mars and never seeing family again. Like, if I could bring everyone that I cared about with me, and there was a lot of opportunity to do things up there, maybe, but it's going to be a really boring life for the first 20, 30 years up there. It's going to be, like, nothing to do. What if it was a crew, and who's your, like, female celebrity crush? Hmm. Probably Margot Robbie. Okay, so what if Margot Robbie was on that rocket ship? And you knew, you know, good chance that a lot of the crew dies. It's going to be your job to populate Mars. Are you going? Me and Margo? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. say goodbye to family and friends, but you get to bag Margot Robbie. No. I, I'd go down under, but I wouldn't go down under in space. Interesting. She's Australian. Yeah. No, no, I get it. Good. Right. I, yeah. It took me a second. We, we got it. Good job, guys. I thought you were saying you don't eat pussy, that, and I was like, ooh. That was for the Red viewers flag that, ladies. That was for the viewers that uh, don't know Margot Robbie's from Australia. Everyone knows Margot Robbie's from Australia. She also has an Australian accent. Yeah. Is that a net gain or negative? Net gain. Okay. Oh, big time. Yeah. Big accent yeah, Super guy. hot. Top, top three hottest accents in the world. Okay. But why don't we rank them? Why don't we rank wait, them? Top yeah, three actually, best accents. Rank your accents right now. Okay. I'll go Australian one, French two. Okay. And then probably like a Swedish three. Hmm. Swedish. Yeah. What do, I, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think about Swedish? Well, like uh, Anna de Armas, she's got that like. Oh like, yeah. I was region, close right? to saying her instead of Margot. I, I do like. I her thought too. she was Spanish, but honestly, shows you what I know. I think she's, she's from Cuba. Cuba. Yeah, okay. It's either like Puerto Rico, Cuba, Colombia, one of those. It's something South like American slash Caribbean. Which I countries. feel like that's always it's always. Pretty spicy, pretty good. Yeah, I don't. And then Australian, and then or, well, like Australian number one. Mm-hmm. And then the the spicy Puerto Rican. Kind of surprised Rican Russian too. didn't make it in there because like I mean, Russian. if there's a top three, just Russia, Germany, both those are kind of harsh. But like Heidi Klum, she's got that nice little German Austrian accent. See, if she was a dom- dominatrix. I like it when she has a sweeter, cuter voice because it kind of offsets it a little bit. Oh, you are don't you want into the drone Dom? Dominatrix? Hmm? Are you into Dom? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. But I want her to have a sweet, cute voice. So, so then it's more like, like ooh, ooh, Dom, as opposed yeah, to like yeah. I don't want like a all right now. Turn over on your yeah, back. No. <laughs> I've been smoking for forty years. Yeah. My name's Gertrude. None of that. I want that sweet voice, but then like really dirty and scary in bed. But like the voice is sweet. Scary in bed. <laughs> I think like like just... you're like you're a little scared of her. Like you don't know what she could do at any moment. That sounds like that's the title for this. <laughs> scary in bed. <laughs> sweet but scary. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. What wow. are you, Vic? What are your top three? Mm. Honestly, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Definitely, it's a nice little tussle between. Um, for first spot, it's between French and Australian. Second spot, I like like kind of Cambridge English. You know, little pretentious. Hmm. And High honestly, I, no, actually, I gotta move those two down. So that's second and third place. First place, unequivocally. New Jersey slash Brooklyn accent. Ooh. 
Ooh. That's a tough one for me. No, I know. And no one else would say that, but <laughs> no. I kid you not. Like if I'm no. talking to a girl and she Is has a New York accent. Huh? Non-rhotic? Like they drop the R's? Uh, so like if you were in New Yorker, you know, you'd be like, yeah, I think maybe. I don't know. I cannot talk She's to like, you. yeah, I just came across the tan pike. Oh, it's fucking Margot Robbie from... Uh, yeah. From... Uh, yeah, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to her. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Oh, you to mean her. from Wolf Wall Street? Yeah, it was yeah, no. oh. Wolf of Wall Street. We're not gonna be friends. Yeah, yeah. That is one of the least attractive accents. That might be bottom five for me, actually, of terms of like major accents. Boston is lowest for me. That's also low for me. But dude, I grew up around that, so yeah. that that's like, oh, this every, is home. Every hot chick it's you grew up with from home. I mean, <sighs> no, I, also, I mean. I mean I'm definitely a little biased there, but, you know. I don't know. I mean, it, you like what you like, you know? Hey, here's a question for uh, Bernie. Hmm. Are you the only one that carries your family name? I am. There's mm-hmm. another yes. reason not to go. If I don't have, yeah, if I don't have kids, then your lineage my ends. last name never moves on. But what if your lineage continues on another planet? Then your lineage would be Dude, an interplanetary a... lineage. No, it would be it would just be one planet. It wouldn't be two. If I had a kid here first, and then if I had a guy here first, a boy, and then I had a boy, a boy. up there, then I could have no. But I'm interplanetary. Saying a, I'm, her- heritage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like your heritage was Earth, and your lineage continues on Mars. It would be a two-planet lineage. You'd be the first interplanetary name. One of them, Bernie to the moon. Would I be like the Genghis Khan of Mars? Like I, I mean, would populate it all and it would just trickle down from my last name and it would be like 60% of the population after I mean, 20 Jesus, years. if they only sent two of you and they never sent anyone else. <laughs> and it was me and Margo, I mean. <laughs> hey. Yo. Well, and STEMs are, are STEM fields aside, like from engineering and coding, I believe are becoming female dominated. So there's a good chance you have a favorable ratio on the crew. What if get this? Here's here's an interesting thing. Let's say they sent the first mission, right? And they were able to build a fully self-sustaining like colony, but then nuclear war happens, so now like there's still people on Earth, but they're not gonna reach you again for like thousands of years. Do you just let like Martian life die out? You're just like, look. No, I say it doesn't get better from here. Keep going on Mars, get that shit set up, and then go back and reconquer Earth. It'll be the Martian Reconquista, dude. Kill them with all your Martian diseases. can we uh, pause for like half a second, and can you fix your mic and make it face you? Because I think your levels are a little lower because of that. We're back on. We're back live, I think. Maybe. Levels now, but it just was not pretty oh i think maybe when i was putting the mic in the thing it knocked it yeah no that makes sense to me but yeah everything sounds good now okay where Where were we we? where were we mars mars yeah oh my god we said let's not get into this and we're still going but i think we're raising different questions i i have kind of a like maybe like a rebuttal question okay that could kind of overlap, maybe kind of new topics. Yeah, sure. What if instead of Mars being such a one-way commitment, we were talking about populating the moon, and you could periodically come back every, like, 10 years to, like, see family and friends? Would that every... make it way more likely for you guys to go? 
once a decade. Yeah, so like every ten years or like maybe like every seven or eight years, you could come back. You do like a little like month or two trip here, then you go back up. But you have to go back up. So there is no like you come back, you stay. Hmm. But you at least get to like come back. Like, would it be worse to come and check and see and want to stay, but then have to be forced to go back, or would you rather go the distance and commit? I feel like I'd hate it because. You would, like, live on the moon and you would see the Earth, like, in the distance the entire time. Versus, yeah. like, Mars is, like, a commitment, you know? You, it's you like, can't see Earth well, from Mars without certain But also, right? like, the moon would feel like exile on, like, a small island versus, like, Mars feels like entering the new world. Yeah, well, and what I was going to say is low-key, I feel like going back periodically would actually make it worse. Yeah, I was thinking that, too. Because it's, like... If you leave California for long enough, you don't miss in and out. You go back, you get some in and out, you miss it again the next week, bro. It tastes better because you miss it, I'll say that. Yeah. Because you look forward to it and you're excited about Although it. Although that would be sick to be able to go back and be like, dude, you know what I miss? I miss Chinese food and Bud Light. Once every- I mean, you can always come, you can always come back and like see family, experience the things you miss. Like you at least have a touch of it. Or would it be better to just completely cold turkey everything? Dude, think about the leaps, too, in technology. Once yeah. every 10 years. like You come back and... Nothing would be the same. Yeah, that would be like going to prison and coming back out and nothing makes sense anymore. I do wonder if life, you would kind of start to disassociate from life on Earth. So you'd just be like, yeah, this is cool, but like my life is way more fulfilling on Mar- on the moon or on Mars with my little community. Kind of like, like people who come back from combat and don't know how to reintegrate into civilian life. Yeah, I can't imagine you would reintegrate well after space travel, dude. No way. Imagine your, your, your social trying... skills would probably get way worse. I don't know. Over time, you would forget social skills, right? You're not exercising them frequently. I feel like you'd be out of touch the same way that like a really rural community is. Like, it's not as if you weren't with people the whole time and having to interact with them and, like, talk to them face-to-face. But I think your experience of communication is so different that it's going to make you feel estranged with normal folks that are, like, they're in social media, they're doing this. It's, like, it'd be, like, visiting the Amish community or something. Where And the, the slang would be so different. Like, people might say things and you'd be, like, what, what, what do you mean? And they'd be, like, what, what have you been on Mars? <laughs> yeah. would be, like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, and they'd be so, like, old school, right? <laughs> yeah. Because it'd just be, like, mm-hmm. you're, you're rocking certain technology, but you're also, like, out of date. And so you're just kind of, like, look, I have my, like, small community of a few hundred people, and I know all of them super well. And, like, maybe you love that about life, maybe you hate it, but... I mean, you, if you were to have done this in 2000, or 1997, you know, before the millennium, and then come back, you know, you're coming back to, like, iPhones being released in your hands, and when you left, it was crazy to have a computer in your home, you know, like a decently powerful computer. computer. Well, but, I mean, presumably, at least when we were discussing it, I think flights to Mars can take place every two years or so. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't would, know if there's a way to get back. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is like low key. I feel like you'd be pretty up to date technologically because there'd still be new flights and support flights coming out every year or two. That's true. You, so you would, I mean, is there any way to have internet reception that would that's take what like, I was going to say? Can if you, you had like a satellite uplink where you could still mm-hmm. like scroll on like TikTok and Instagram, I feel like that'd make it even worse. Cause then Ugh. you'd be like, 
look, I'm living on a dust ball and I haven't seen a tree in 15 years and I haven't felt sunlight on my face. Oh, Cindy's at the beach. That's sick. Cool. There's no water here. Or even worse, it's like you find... I bet Your high you... school crush texts you and says, hey, I think we could finally make it work. And yeah, you're on yeah. Mars. <laughs> and you're like... <laughs> or, or you're watching the news and it comes in like 30 days late, but it's like all life eliminated on Earth. Nu- thermonuclear war takes but, hold. But pro of being on Mars, you get to play Russian roulette with a ray gun. So that's fun. <laughs> that, that's something new, right? Except the problem with uh, Russian roulette with a ray gun is there are no empty chambers. You we know. Die that's, every that's time. That's the point. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's like Chuck Norris played Russian roulette with a double barrel shotgun <laughs> and one. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, anyway. What's the enough, state uh, of the union? Enough space talk. Why don't we come back down to Earth? Yeah. Uh, give us your state of the union. How's, uh, how's life treating you, Bernie? State of the union. Well, um... I've increased uh, increased the um, levels of excitement in my life from buying the bike and, you know, just kind of looking to maybe socialize a bit more, you know, and get outside, touch some grass, get, maybe touch some grass when it warms up here. Yeah, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, nothing too, nothing too crazy. You're uh, competitive on League of Legends. Mm-hmm. How's that going? I do do that a little bit. It's good. Our season starts in about two weeks or about a week and a half. Nice, nice. So we're gonna start playing games. And how's your team? Uh, yeah. There's there's pros and cons, weaknesses and holes, but also some good strengths. So I guess we're gonna go about five hundred, maybe a little better. Best case. You know, and we're not how does dominating. That format so. work? Is it like a bracket with a preseason, postseason, or so? There's no formal preseason, but there is a formal postseason with a bracket style and a regular season as well. It's just what's your outlook for postseason? Well, you know, win it all. I'd say would be a good outlook. Um, I don't know if it's realistic, but no, that's what I mean. Like how likely? <laughs> no, do like you think? what's your. If you were a betting man, where would you put your team? If I was a betting man? Should I bet against you is what I'm saying. Yes, I would bet against me. I'm not very good. Yeah, like what's your projection for the team? What's the spread? Because if it's a pretty good spread, I'll I'll throw some money on on this now. Yeah. Man, I I can't describe in words how little of a prediction knowledge I have on how good or bad we are. Relative to every other team I don't know. Fair. True. So. Interesting. Well. You haven't done any scouting of the other teams? We've done scouting, but we don't know exactly what teams are going to be in our division and whatnot. So we don't, like... Is this a There's going to be, like, thing? 30 teams. Like, there's a bunch. Like, Is this we, regional or state? Uh, or? I think it's it's technically international. Oh, wow. It's global. There's peop- There's a guy on my team from Norway Oh, that plays. It's like, we get on at 6 p.m., he gets on at 2 a.m. Oh, my God. What That's is, commitment. What yeah. does he do that he can, do like, afford to get on at 2 a.m.? Some people work night jobs or like they work later in the day and they're off at midnight and they don't work till like noon the next day. So, or you know, right? isn't Norway like a skew a little bit more socialist? Like maybe he's just, they, I don't think they work as much either. Paid. A lot of Euro- European countries, they don't work as much as 35 hour weeks, I think are the standard. I think in. it's less for a lot of countries too. And I don't know about Norway, but I would guess it to be that way. But I'm saying, like, for us, it's like, yeah, I, I pulled 80 hours last week. Whereas mm. in Norway, they're like, oh, I thought I was going crazy with 35 right now. I've always heard the stack was like, Europeans work the least, Americans work 
a lot, but not crazy. And then a lot of Asian countries will work even more than Americans. Oh, yeah. It's kind of the order I've heard. That I would definitely believe for school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely in terms of hours put in. Like when I went to China, yeah. my my host brother, like, he came with us to classes and, like, we kind of attended along with our host families. But I remember he was the only one who spoke English. Like, his parents barely did. And so I'm staying at their house and he would just leave for like four hours in the evening and he was getting tutored like, and he was just taking additional courses and classes to try and help him do his international exams or whatever he was working on. And it's like, that was eighth grade. That wasn't like, you know, just before taking your SAT stuff like that. It was just like, our kid is going to work on school 12 hours a day, every day. I got a question for Aubrey. So when you arrived in China, did, China. <laughs> did you feel like the Beatles arriving in the United States? I mean, were, were they drawn to you like you were a celebrity? It was, you know, it, it was actually pretty weird. Um, we had, it was traveling with a basketball team, which coincidentally, there's like a funny story there too. So the school that was hosting us has like a list of like A tier families for people who should host you know, visiting students and everything. Wow. And when they told them, hey, it's a team from the United States, a basketball team, they they all thought that we were going to be black. <laughs> so the A-tier families declined to take in the host wow. students, you know? So they weren't going to, ho- like, pair them up and everything. And so all we were kind of with all the B-listers. Mm-hmm. And when we get there, it's this truck full of white kids from Idaho. And, like... The freaking school, dude, they all flipped out. Yeah, they like it. They treated us kind of, it was like half celebrity, half freak. Because you're not Chinese, and for some kids, like that's literally the first foreigner they've seen. In the other sense, like you're white, and that's like culturally, like pretty good, pretty acceptable, and stuff. Hmm. You know, you're not like as evolved as the Asians, but like you're close, you know, you're white, you're fine. So it was like we got there, and yeah, they like warmest reception I've ever experienced in my life. We get off the bus and we go to this middle school that has four floors to it and they all have outdoor balconies. And so we're standing and as we walk off the bus, there's a crowd of like middle school students all around us. And like, they literally have to like part the crowd to let us like walk into the school. And not only is there that crowd on the bottom floor, there's three floors above them of all these kids standing on the balcony, like cheering and screaming as we walk in. And like, it was definitely overwhelming at first. Like after a while we were just like walking around the school. We got used to like meeting people, but it, it was very, very weird experience. Wait, so, what was that for? This was, so our high school won the state championship the year prior. And I wasn't even on that squad that won the state championship, but I was on the varsity that year cause I was a senior and actually none of the starting five went to China, but like me, a couple of bench warmers and like, um, a couple of middle school students, we all went. So the way it worked was they visited and this Chinese ambassador was like, Ooh, like state basketball champions. This is, and you know, yeah. he pointed it out. And I think it was, it was our like administrator at the time. He goes, yeah. Oh yeah. These guys, uh, you know, they won state championship, you know, it's like, pretty good team we're only 1a blah blah blah. and the chinese ambassador was like we will like subsidize the flights and everything to bring your basketball team out like we would love that because we love basketball and we'll play with you 
So, so did you guys like train them and stuff or we played against them and we are oh and three in China. <laughs> <laughs> the there does seem to be a a thing I've noticed about um Japan and China and even Europe with the fascination about like American sports. About how Japan has taken on a liking to baseball and even basketball. And that's and from... Japan too. It's gotten way bigger in each of the countries as of late. I think the Japanese thing with baseballs from post war reconstruction like after mm. World War Two, mm-hmm. like MacArthur was essentially like king of Japan after they de- like had mm-hmm. the emperor, you know, show his face and like, you know, sign the surrender agreement and everything. It was like the Americans had to rebuild Japan because not only had we firebombed Tokyo and like burned the entire country to the ground where we could, but then we nuked two of their cities. So it was like. Hey, we better like help these guys since they gave us unconditional surrender. We'll help them out with food and, you know, rebuilding the country. And we get to stage military forces here. We're also going to help dismantle their Navy and other things. So doing that. And while we were there, we obviously imported like baseball and the different stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where that fascination comes from China. I don't know as I mean, Nixon opened up China. I think that helped a lot with, I mean, you know, it also could just be like, we're on the world stage. They see you know, they see Americans doing stuff and, you know, not to say America's the best or anything, but countries do look up to what we do in terms of cinema, sports, and a lot of things. And so I think they just see it and it eventually grows. And I mean, we played our first NFL game in Germany this year. Yeah. So oh, yeah, you know, it just keeps that. expanding. Also, I know? was surprised at the Super Bowl. They were showing all those other countries <sighs> tuning into the Super Bowl. And I was like, why the fuck would you care? They were showing what? The uh, Super Bowl. Other countries streaming or watching the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I, don't know. Maybe this is un-American of me, but I hate football. <laughs> that makes one of us. Yeah. No, I'm definitely the odd man out here. Minority here. <laughs> no, yeah. it's, it's I just played like... it in high school, and Matt, I mean, we all played, like, flag growing up, but I guess not not little little Ben. No, I played hockey. Yuck. That's a good sport. Yuck. No, it's literally like <laughs> a minute ramp up for 10 seconds of action, and then it's quiet and there's no action for a bit. And then it's another ramp up, and then you finally snap the ball. It's another 10 seconds of action. I timed a football game. There was literally like 15 minutes of action in a four-hour Yeah, event. I mean, if you just watch the highlights, you can watch every football game in like 15 minutes. I also don't think a sport needs to have constant action to be enjoyable. I think that's, uh, like, indicative of our low attention spans. Yeah, like, same thing with the pacing of baseball. Yeah, baseball's the same. I Maybe like baseball's baseball, even though. Harder. See, that that doesn't make sense to me. But, like, it can you be, it can be it, 40 seconds between throws. And? Well, that's not, that's a there's lot of a pause no between action. action. Sometimes there's no action in an entire game. <laughs> yeah, actually. I like golf. <laughs> And go, yeah, I maybe mean, I just is... hate football, like outright, and maybe I don't need. You, an you excuse can just not like it. how it's played and stuff, but I don't think saying the low action is like a. I don't know. I don't think that makes sense in correlation with. I'm just saying hockey is my favorite sport to watch. My second favorite is Formula One. Actually, reverse those. Formula One's first. It's a very hockey like second. Interesting. And, it feels very East Coast to be into lacrosse, into into golf. Yeah, hockey and hockey. Yeah, I mean, but football's huge there too. We used to have like our state championship football games were like streamed nationwide. Yeah, but it's not like 
Texas. It's not the South. Yeah, no, it's definitely different. The I South does love their football. So our our like just to give you an idea, like they send college scouts to like middle school games in Connecticut, and like um, I had a buddy, big guy, um, and he couldn't get any playtime in Connecticut um, because it was like so political, like. This kid's dad donated a library, so we got to play him more or mm-hmm. shit like that. Dude, he went, I think he went out to Texas, dude. He's starting. He's killing it. Like, I think he's doing football in college now, too. Like, he just, like, went somewhere where there weren't politics, and it was love of sport mm-hmm. over clout, and uh, it was... Mm. He fucking killed it. I remember my dad, um, he talked about how in Ohio... There was, like, this Catholic school that was huge on football, especially. So they'd find, like, a really good high school, or no, middle school player. And then they would, like, the, I don't know, the big important people in the school who ran the businesses in town, too. They'd be like, hey, we'll offer your dad a job. And we'll move your family out here so that they live in this school district and then they can play for like St. Mary's or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah. And that way that school always had like the all-star, like the five-star recruits coming out of their high school and everything. And I'm just like, yeah, we don't, I don't think we take it that serious out here. Like everybody, if again, if you are a parent, like, and you live around here, you want to move to like Rocky or Mountain View or like one of the bigger yeah. neighborhoods. But like, you know, that's about it. I but don't also, think there's like a cabal of like highly influential business leaders who just move kids to certain neighborhoods. Yeah. No, I was going to say like even for lacrosse out here, it just felt like football players trying to get more practice and stay in shape. Like, yeah, that and what we played out here was not lacrosse. It was beat the shit out of each other with metal poles. Well, I think like... um I think the interesting part, too, is, like, where we live, there isn't any historical culture or relevance to any sport at all. Like, there is not, like, there are so many cultural and historical ties for certain cities with certain sports that we just don't have. So everything feels so much more forced here. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's in our blood or anything. It was hard to give a shit about, like, the Idaho Stampede or anything like that. I mean, we have no pro sports teams, and the only thing we have is football, college football. And it's like, that's the only thing people care. Like you see it on every car. Everyone's a fan. Like that is college football. It's all we have. Really. Yeah. Yeah. It's the culture around the blue turf in Boise state. Mm-hmm. You know that a uh, colored turf was uh, copyrighted by BSU. Yeah, I did. Yep. So no one else can have colored turf, which is just absurd. Well, other, no, they other can, but, can they but they have, have to, get to get it approved by BSU, which is what happened with uh, Eastern Washington. And I think Arkansas? No, Arkansas screen. There's some school with a red field. Eastern Washington, I think oh, is what it is. Yeah. It's a red field, and they had to get the copyright permission from Boise State, and we allowed them to have a red red field, red turf. You only exist because I allow it. Yeah, imagine if, like, University of Washington Huskies got, like, a purple field. I mean, what, like, if, if Boise State never had copyrighted that, would there be 15 other colored turfs? Would it be that, like... Because it's an advantage. Yeah, I was going to say. It's a factual advantage. So uh, why would other schools not either one attract more students? Because it's just badass to have a colored turf. It's so cool. People just love it. They eat it up. There's a 
there's an ongoing debate if it's a gimmick or if it's mm-hmm. I've exciting. Heard there's actually some NA hard players, data that backs yeah. up that there is a advantage to playing. Yeah. If your home turf is a different color, the other team has to get used to it when they come to your field. Like the relation of seeing like the opponent jerseys versus theirs versus like people coming at them. It's just the mind is harder to, to I don't, differentiate with different colors. I think you experience that when you watch football and the camera is above the field i don't feel like you would experience that playing because you know the field is 2d it's like it's flat relative to the players Mm. because otherwise like (laughs) the oregon ducks and they have green jerseys on a green field but it's like true nobody's ever said oh that's an unfair advantage i don't think they say it's unfair i just i've heard multiple um, opponents of boise state say that they felt like it, it isn't a disadvantage to That's them. just an so excuse I, for them taking it, it out. It could be. could be, yeah. I guess we'll never know unless we play, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm for debate. on that. I'll keep my brain didn't, intact. <laughs> well, didn't Southern Methodist or something, they had a play where a player in a blue jersey laid down in the blue letter in the touchdown? Like oh, in I, the I end think zone? that was actually Kansas. Was Kansas? Not, I think it was Kansas because they're the Jayhawks. They're blue and red, and I think somebody laid down in the end zone. Okay, I thought yeah. it was either like yeah, Kansas or like Southern. It, it, it was Southern that work like SMU or something. Yeah, and no, yeah, yeah, it did because he was laying down, and when the ball was kicked towards him, his team faked like to the right, and then he just got up, fielded the ball, and then took off, and nobody knew that he was even on the field. I thought it was the ball was kicked to the other team, and then he got up and they lateraled it to him, but nobody oh, was on the left side of the field, I so think he that's had a right. free path to the end zone, Yeah, because everyone, all the defenders drew to the right. As they started to move, he got up and started to go up the left side of the field, so then they threw a backward lateral pass across the field. I gotta and, see a f- recap of this after it's, this. It's really it's pretty wild. Yeah. But again, you're not into football, so... No, but that sounds... So you can't look it up. Rank. Yeah, you can't watch football. You can't watch it. If you don't like it. We're gatekeeping you. Yeah, you want to know why <laughs> Why I hate football? Because my, of the hype? Because no, of us. Well, kind of, but also my dad was a <laughs> Jets fan when I was growing up. That had to have been rough. <laughs> so every Sunday, I just... God damn it! Why are you punting again? Fuck! <laughs> That was it. Dude, that that's football fair. for me. And you liked baseball growing up because you were a Red Sox fan. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, this is my one release. And it's like, you're watching your dad try to relax. And he's well, just getting so worked up. You're also, like, so describe, describe, <laughs> you're six. <laughs> describe to me a better, more American feeling than walking out onto the, or to onto your seats, like on the third deck of Yankee stadium on a hot summer night the lights are on. The city's in the background. You get a hamburger, get a hot dog. You get a hot dog. Hot dog and Cracker Jacks. You don't get a so hamburger classic. at a baseball game. You get game? a hot dog, what you, yeah. What? You can get both. You're you describing the most American day ever, and you just said a hamburger and over a, a hot well, dog at a if ballpark. I said, if I said Bud Light or something, Anheuser-Busch isn't even American anymore, bro. they German? Yeah, they're owned by... Uh, it's a German company. German right? company, yeah. Yeah. It's true, but that light beer style is a distinctly American. Yeah, because we want to drink our beer and not feel them calories. You heard? What if I to just be said, fair? Most I think a lot of light beers are not American. I dude, think we have more craft beer. You here. walk out, the fireflies are in the distance. Baseball diamond down below, beautiful New York or Boston girls all around screaming the asses off. You grab a Michelob Ultra and a hamburger and sit down and watch a ball game. It's literally like, sounds so American. And then Michelob Ultra, 
hamburger. I don't think a hamburger is not something you get at a ballpark, but I will say more iconically, you would buy a hot dog. Yeah, I, I think that is I'm, more. I'm subverting like ball, expectations. Ballpark yeah. is a brand of hot dog. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm actually a fan of Nathan's. Nathan's is the but why don't we talk about hot dog brands, huh? Okay. Well, what do, Tier what list. do we think? Tier hot list. dogs. Can we go, go Nathan's? Nathan's got to be S or A tier. S tier for sure. I think S for me. I, I just the longer than the bun gimmick. Drives also, me a little crazy. Also, uh, Hebrew Nationals up there too. That's S-tier I do too. like Hebrew Nationals, but I think I'd ones. go. I think I'd go A for me there because I don't think it's better than Nathan's. No, they're both interchangeable in my mind. Let's Ooh, talk F tier. What's what belongs on F tier? I'm not a big Oscar Mayer guy. I, I don't think it's that good. Oscar Mayer. It's like a mid. C. I'd say Oscar Mayer feels like I'm eating plastic. It's also yeah. it feels like it's injected with flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll say it's Kirkland hot dogs eight. are pretty good. I was going to say Costco's hot Costco's dogs. Costco's hot dogs are nice. Bussing. I think A tier for me. A tier. Definitely not S though. That kosher, not S, but kosher hot dog is a much needed thing. There. So what What are we What are we going to throw? What about Johnsonville? Oh, God, I want a hot dog right now. I do too. <laughs> I think, um, hmm. I mean, Johnsonville, I feel like is not the worst and it's not the best. I think it's kind of maybe like B tier. What's okay. Again. F tier, what belongs there? Like, uh, I don't me, think Bar S is like a national brand, but those hot dogs are garbage. If Bar S is at least regional or above, we should rank it, and I think if we rank it, it should be an F tier. Okay, yeah. I mean, at this point, we're getting into semantics. We're talking nationwide shit. Hey, man, no semantics exist. We're making our own tier list off. Okay, off actually, memory. if you had a choice between a hot dog or a bratwurst, where are we going? Ooh. We're making a bracket real quick. Hot okay, dog or brat? Dude, think. like a cheddar worst brat? Mm. No, the, I'm the, saying regular. I'm saying brat worst. That's it. I'm going to so, add in so, tears. Like, I'm going to add in tears, sausages, all that. We're just battling Okay, it out. so what I'll say about brat worst is I love the flavor, but sometimes they're a little too tough for me. Sometimes I just want to, like, yeah, the skin, gulp down a hot skin, dog quick. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go through that casing. Sometimes I'm just not the vibe, but I do love a good bratwurst. I had I had a hatch chili and cheese bratwurst. It was like injected with little pockets mm-hmm. of cheese and hatch mm-hmm. chili, and oh my Sounds god, I dream tasty, of that. Yeah. Also, beer cheese on top of a hot uh, bratwurst. Haven't had that. Hey, oh hey, my quick, god, I quick. have a recipe. I'll get it. And that we'll hot dog, nice. hot dog condiments. What belongs on a dog? Um, I'm going classics. We got mustard, mm-hmm. mustard for ketchup. Sure. Und- at mustard S tier. Oh, oh, hold on. Relish. Oh, Can we back relish. it up? and you miss. Can we back it up? Ketchup, there, buddy. I'm not talking sweet ketchup. I'm talking oh, good ketchup. What? Homemade ketchup. Yeah, because that's no what you get corn when you're out. No, that's how we made them at our beach house. Fourth okay. of July cookout. Yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe people like, oh, yeah, your grandma's hot dog at a beach house. But I'm talking, you're, you're at out, a ballpark and they got all the condiments in those. You better containers. not be putting none of that sweet onions and sweet tart, relish, tart onions, ketchup, mayo, and mustard. I like the onion. I like grilled more than raw onions, I'll say, but I like them both. Mm-hmm. And relish is fine. Not as big fan for me, but I agree it's definitely a good condiment. Dill relish. Sweet relish, no. Yeah, I could get down with that more. Yeah, I don't... Sweet relish is... Like, I'll have it if there's no other option. Right. Mayo, to me, feels like it's good, but it's not worth the insane calorie spike you're getting. If you're not... If you're looking for, like... 
if you're not looking to eat a thousand calorie hot dog, mayo seems unnecessary. Uh, but it's good. But it's mayo is lube. It's, it's sandwich lube. It's so many calories. Dude, get this. When I was in Which I know you want, but not all people. I was at a, an army school on the East Coast, and I had this friend from South Carolina, and he goes, Yeah, we're gonna make sandwiches. And he just puts meat and cheese on two pieces of bread, no sauce, no mayo, yeah, no like mustard. If you don't have mayo in a sandwich, it. it just tastes like sandpaper to me. Dude, I was like, dude, you're eating the Sahara Desert. How is your mouth not like just completely dry? And he goes, dude, I would never, ever put mayo and mustard on a sandwich. <clears throat> no, it's drier. Mayo? That sandwich or a... Amy Schumer's pussy? <laughs> <laughs> no, but literally mayo is a vehicle. <laughs> Mayo is a vehicle. It's like it ties it yes. all together. It's a medium. It yeah. Am I Jimmy John's mayo is a must. It brings the whole flavor of the Jimmy John's sandwich Hellman's together. own mayo. Is that Hellman's fresh mayonnaise. Like that is the sandwich. Mayonnaise. Like am I going to eat mayo on its own? Like people dip fries in just mayo. Not for me. Okay, but Probably not for me, but I see sauce, it. I see it. Fry sauce is literally just mayo, a mayo. little bit of seasoning, and ketchup. Can we tell? Yeah, that? but that's that's different, right? You're stretching out the, the sugar. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm saying it's like, mm. that shit's bussin'. I would never dip my fries in just mayo, like, no, but I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. You would get looked at twice if you did that. Yeah. That's Maybe I should normal. do that. As a that's Hikaru Nakamura. That's what he eats. Mayo. That's what he eats. Okay, but wait, fries. no, 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 chess no. players. Am I right? Hold on, stop. <laughs> chess. You players. realize like Asian mayo is not regular mayo. Their mayo is so fucking mm. good. It's got like rice wine vinegar in it, and it's got like other seasonings in it. Bruh, but he lives in the states. I bet you he gets so Japanese. We mayo. were watching a video recently where um, these two guys were visiting Japan, and they uh, were rating some eggs that they were trying, some different dishes, eggs. and. The guy that was the chef was kind of explaining how much a lot of Japanese people have, um, like, uh, infatuation with ketchup. Mm. They love it. A lot of Japanese people just love because we introduced it to Japan, and they have an obsession with it, a lot of them. And they put it on a lot of things that we wouldn't even put it on. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, like, like ketchup eggs. on the eggs in the morning. Ketchup on the eggs. <laughs> Which I can understand. I've seen people... I've... You good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. All right. Anyway, I've seen people do that. I've seen the ketchup on the eggs in the morning. If you got like nothing else, that's for people who are not ballsy enough to put Tabasco on their eggs. Like I could never imagine putting ketchup on something over Tabasco or hot sauce in general. Well, how do we feel about ketchup on hash browns? Ketchup on hash browns. Sure. It's potatoes. Is it the best condiment for hash brown? Best hash brown condiment is country gravy. Mm. Really? Yeah. Hmm. What I'll do, I'll get a... Country fried steak and eggs. No, no, no. I'll get a chicken fried steak, hash browns, over easy eggs, and biscuits and gravy. I take the biscuits and gravy, the hash browns, the eggs... I chop it all up and I mix it and cover it in gravy. Okay, so a scramble is different. I'm talking about a single condiment on just hash browns, right? Like, I'm not talking like scramble. That's fine. Salt. Salt Salt and pepper pepper. not included, right? So let's say like the best condiment for hash browns. What would you go with? If you had to have one condiment. Cholula or Tabasco? Yeah, I'd do that Mm. Cholula. I don't know if I'd go Tabasco over ketchup. Have you ever had their... But I would do do Cholula, then ketchup, then Tabasco, if those were the three that were on the table. Okay. They're... uh, What's the darker red kind? It's like smoked Chipotle Tabasco is actually one of my favorite hot sauces of all time. That is a 
A tier hot sauce. Haven't had that one. Are you a hot sauce guy? Um, I like some of the flavor with some of them, um, but like Cholula and stuff, I'm just, I don't like the flavor. I don't know. Hmm. I wish I liked it. It's I, pretty common. I'm just and... not, I'm not going to look that way for the rest of the podcast. I like salsa <laughs> a lot, it, but I'm not as into the hot sauce. I like you. hot sauce on wings. I'll say that. I don't mind that. That's How fine. dare you oh disparage. God. You want me to go a step further? I don't like buffalo sauce. Buffalo sauce is just Frank's red sauce and butter, isn't it? Frank's red is way different. I like Frank's red. Frank's okay, what buffalo but is. I don't like. No, no Frank's not. Frank's has a buffalo and they have Frank's regular. Well, no, it's but not you make thing. buffalo sauce by with mixing Frank's. Frank's with butter. That is. I buffalo don't think sauce. that's true. Yes, it is. I could see that. Hmm. We'll try it. Frank's original. That's why when you order wings, you can say I want original. Or buffalo. And buffalo that's, is a sauce that's been around for a lot of years. Frank's is a particular brand of hot sauce. How would it make sense to... It's Louisiana hot sauce. That's the style. And Frank's is the biggest company that makes that type of hot sauce. So you mix that with butter. You mix that genre of hot sauce with butter. Okay, that it becomes buffalo. Hmm. Hmm. I'll have to try it and see if it tastes like buffalo. Oh, it will. It does. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They're very. Well, I still don't like buffalo, so I just don't like the flavor of it. I don't know why. I just don't like it. Buffalo mac and cheese is exquisite. That sounds disgusting, in my humble opinion. Oh, buffalo chicken mac. Mm. So good. You can't keep listing mm. buffalo and then an item and expect me to be like, you know what? You're right. That sounds good. <laughs> Frank's Bubble. red hot sauce mac and cheese <laughs> is so good. Ultimately, we just know you're wrong. Yeah. Mm. I mean, honestly, at this point, I'm just... It's like sitting in the room with a known racist. It's like, I can't look at you the same way anymore. Like, you are wrong. Okay. Like, you can wear your funny outfit with your hood and dislike Buffalo, but you're wrong. Yeah, that pointy hood looks real good on you, bro. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't like hot sauce because it's too ethnic for him. Parmesan's like, like too spicy. Good on you. You cut sheets in your pillowcase. <laughs> Wait, cut holes in your pillowcase? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Nice. Cut holes in your cut pillowcase. Cut sheets in your pillowcase? Sheets. You really could have hit me with that one, but it just tanked. Damn. Yeah, no. Uh, honestly, that was an opportunity, that was like, but you were at just... the one yard line and, and you, you just spiked the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and it overturned and Damn. he ran it back for a touchdown. You're like Daniel Jones who runs a 65-yard touchdown and he's 10 yards away from the end zone and just tumbles. No one touches him. <laughs> Wait, he just tumbles. Victor wouldn't understand. He doesn't watch football. <laughs> Well, you didn't take physics, so I don't know why oh. you're talking. Wait, why are you pouring one only? You son of a bitch. I'm, I'm in. in. Yep. Why are you only pouring one? Just gave myself a little splash. You should pour us all one. Why don't... I'm, I'm good on that, but I'll pour you one now. I got... Thanks, I, did I got it you, me, man. Ninja-like... I always got you, man. This, you're the best. Honestly, I did it very quietly. Thank you. I didn't know if I could do two quietly. Who invited Aubrey? Honestly, I don't know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Season two. Yeah, he is the season two host. So. Oh. Well, uh, make sure not to tune in, everybody. <laughs> it's all right. Our, our <laughs> viewership. Like, unsub. Our viewership numbers have <laughs> been going down rapidly. Don't forget to unlike and un- unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, actually, we've added a new emote. It's a middle finger reaction button. Please we'll actually donate to that. the viewers out of his PayPal account. Quick yeah. question. <laughs> did, did Facebook start with a dislike button? No, I don't like think so. Dislike. They I, added that I, I in our life. Like I think they added dislike later. I thought they took away dislike. Because well, I thought it was like... Instagram had dislike. It did? And then they took it away. Okay. And I think Twitter might... Granted, they're both same. owned by Meta. But they're both... Yeah, they're both owned by Facebook. What's Meta. not Meta? Do you think the Metaverse yeah. is ever going to like kick off? Yeah, I think that shit will take off. I mean... Think about what mm -hmm. VR is right now and imagine what it'll be in 10 years. Yeah, like if you're, you know, Gordon Gecko holding his giant, stupid mobile device on the beach and then now, like, everybody's got, you know, an iPhone in the palm of their hand and they're incredible. I think that's where VR is right now. Like right now, it's kind of this, like, gimmicky. It's a gimmick, yeah. It, it needs to work the kinks out, but it's still, like, I think uh, also putting on an Oculus, it's convincing. It's I not think like it's AR convincing enough considering gonna, it's the best we have. It's I mean, not that for portable. Bad. Yeah. For portable VRs, it's the best we have. I like mean. imagine Bugs Life animation. Like yeah, you know, true. Like you look back and those films kind of look dated, but they're not like unwatchable. I mean Hoodwinked is unwatchable, but Yeah. That's a story for another day. Yeah. That could uh, have a jump say, podcast episode. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if you just took, you know, the same leap with animation that you do with vr like we we're gonna have to get there there's gonna be a point at which it's indistinguishable from reality we'll get there when we get there do you guys think that there's a level of distinguishing reality from ai like do you think or from virtual reality do you think once it reaches a stage where you can't tell a difference that there's going to be any government infringement on the selling of those devices or limitations. I'm quite I worried. Think, I think AR is actually going to probably be where VR ends up. Augmented reality. Yeah, mm -hmm. like that's displaying. Think about like 3D images on surfaces, right? Being able to sell virtual ad space for augmented reality. You know what I mean? Which we kind of already do, right? Like New York does that. Don't they have like like projected images for advertisement? Don't they do that? I think or Tokyo might do Runner. that. I'm pretty sure they have that. At least Tokyo probably does. Here, okay, here's something I think is more like this is emerging right now is stuff like um, Chat GPT, right? GTP. Yeah, GPT. I know what you're yeah. talking about. GPT. GPT. Yeah. Okay, Chat GPT can write essays for you mm -hmm. on topics with r striking, like strikingly. They're convincing, you know, like it's not, it's not that far of stretch to think like a student could submit their summary paper of any of the books we were assigned in high school. Like mm -hmm. no. you could just write chat GPT, write me a four page essay at an eighth grade level for Beowulf. And it's like, boom, done. I had buddies who used to use this thing called Quillbot. It was literally a plagiarism AI. So what it would do is you could drop a couple of other papers into it and it would change it and you could choose how much it changed it and like the type of verbiage it used like high-end vocabulary versus more pedestrian vocabulary and like they use that for all their papers well i just imagine like we could already get to a point where you just upload a body of your own work so it sounds like you wrote it in your own voice yeah 
And then you just say, chat GPT, write an essay in the style of Aubrey for an eighth grade level or whatever. And as long as I had written assignments up to the time that I started using chat GPT, like it would be convincing to where I think like I was actually just talking to a teacher and they're already having meetings to talk about the problem of like having to grade papers and not knowing whether or not AI was involved. Well, and that's the funny thing is technically like school is supposed to teach you how to use the tools that are at your disposal. So like for me as a teacher, I'd be like, cool, you're learning how to use AI. You're not going to need to know how to write a good paper in the next couple of years. I think that is a huge loss. Oh, for sure. But I'm you're, saying you're, it's you're like, losing a lot of valuable writing skills. Yeah. Because right. How, learning how valuable are writing skills if you have an app on your phone that can do better? I don't think no effort. It's kind of like automating a assembly line for cars it's like yeah you're losing the human touch of that and you're losing the skill of screwing on those nuts but like now there's a robot that does it so I, I it's technically we, a better well, use may, of, maybe the idea is like mathematics right yeah, like, i was gonna say that yeah. mathematics is the one thing where you used to have to be able to do long form arithmetic and all that stuff and it was important if you wanted to calculate like your roi on an investment but now we have those calculators and you can just google calculators that'll come up and you can just input whatever you need and you're taken care of so like your ability to do longhand division no longer is important you can just google what is you know 287 divided by 16 and Mm -hmm. it's like it'll do it for you in one second so that skill is no longer needed but you still need to understand the under like the fundamental things that underlie how math works i I think they and i'll say this about physics um like how i honestly felt about physics in high school was, do I remember how to calculate like the velocity of an object at a certain arc angle at this speed? Like you don't remember how to do that, right? Like as an adult, you don't remember, but learning about those topics kind of changed how your brain thought of things and, and kind of like makes you just more intelligent. Even if you don't remember how to do it on paper, it still gives you like a good fundamental like skill on how to write. So same thing for that. I would say you want to know what I have. Why did anyone of us learn cursive? I still write in cursive today. Oh my god! I think it's niche, but not important. It's, it's the cool, main way but I it pen. shouldn't be required. Anything handwritten, I do it in cursive, and uh, it's wonderful for writing like letters to people. There's no reason besides it's aesthetically pleasing. But again, that's I it. do it because that's an archaic form of communication too. I could just just as easily email my, you know, the old people in my life who I decide to write to, but I don't because I like the, I like the permanence. And like physicality of well, you can a write a letter in print. Yeah, you can, but and I, that's I also think, permanent. So I mean, it's just aesthetic, right? At this point, yeah, I think yeah, I think that cursive writing just looks. I don't know. I think it looks better, and it's also actually what I've used since third grade when I was forced to learn it. For whatever reason, like my print, I thought always looked terrible, and so I just continued to write in cursive. Honestly, maybe I should just relearn how to write full cursive because I do like this weird hybrid. Mm-hmm. Why, why, I just don't get why we're spending a year or two of teaching kids how to write in cursive when one to two percent of people formally write in cursive frequently. Well, and it's really nothing but aesthetics. That's I think, it. There's nothing like beneficial to actually learning it. I think here's one argument. You can read the constitution of the country that you're born in 
in its original handwriting. You don't need to read it in its original handwriting to understand anything. But you it's can. Co- it's completely the exact but, same. I, but word. You, you can, can look at the. You can look at the real original Constitution and you can still read it. If I've you never that. knew how to read cursive, it's not like it was you translated. At, this isn't like learning reading the Bible. No, 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 no. It's, it is translated, but you don't know that it was necessarily translated like perfectly. No, but cursive and print are the same. There's nothing different between the two. They they read the same. There's I no, still feel there's like, no, it, like it builds our connection to like the Enlightenment era is to know how to read cursive. And you can look at all the writings of the thinkers and like most prominent people at that time who all wrote in cursive. And it's still plain English, but you need to understand just how that you, writing you works. You value history and most people don't. And that's great that if you would want to learn cursive, I would never stop you. But to require it of every kid in America who 5% of them will probably value it, I don't think that's worth a school year of work. Yeah, but would you argue we should just stop teaching history because nobody else is going to look back at their classes? Learning history is different. You're reading the document. You're reading the same document. That's fine. It's just cursive and print are the same. There's nothing inherently different about the communication of what they were trying to say. But, like, teaching history is, is, that's to me, that's not the same thing at all. I had no idea what a can of worms I was opening here. We all just got very heated. (laughs) I think that cursive still has its place. I only use my cursive. But I agree that its place is not to be taught to every kid in America. I only okay, use what about year. what about you go to a formal dinner? Gonna What's going to be set out? For what is your placeholder going to be written in? If you go to what? You go to like a really formal dinner or an event with a, a placard that notes like this is your seat. Calligraphy. Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Bernie Sanders. It's like, where are you going to sit? This is where it is. But if I literally don't know how to read cursive because I'm that dumb, I'm not even going to know where my own seat is. Because you're that dumb? Are you saying Americans would be dumb if they didn't learn cursive? I don't get what you're trying to say. I think it'd be silly to not intuitively read a lot of cursive letters without taking cursive. And even in the the one or two events of your life that happens, so you don't know it. I, I don't like... It's cool. That's not it's worth. Also like, that's not worth spending a whole school year. I was the kid. most just, beautiful penmanship in that's like too subjective in the country is also going to be too subjective to justify letters. it. You, I, you can't okay. just say it's more beautiful. This is what I was going to say. I never use cursive, but when I do, I use it for love letters because I think it's more as a form, more evocative. But that's it. It's a romance writing. Yeah, it's like learning that's French. Fine. I'm, yeah. I'm sure. Well, okay. French is a whole different language. Cursive is another way to write English. But, but I'm saying, like, if French had a font, it would be cursive. Slightly more. Uh, yeah, okay. I agree. That's fine. I Whereas, probably would agree, but that doesn't justify it. That's. I mean, you guys are giving me arguments that are like. I'm not arguing well, for or against. I'm saying like okay, honestly, he, you for, also don't value like the arguments we are making in favor of it. You're like the arguments well, that's you're making are things that most people just don't care about. Oh, yeah, actually, dude, go poll a hundred no, people. How many people? I care know about why cursive? he doesn't like cursive, bro. Because he's maidenless. <laughs> Damn. It's because it's Valentine's Day tomorrow and I'm single. Jesus. Is act- oh my God, it's Valentine's Day. You don't know Day it's Valentine's Day. Okay, oh who's about God. to be made in list? Wow. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I, I already have a reservation for a really nice dinner. So, oh my God, and you forgot. Oh, look at you. No, it's just like in my mind. So I had a really important phone call this morning with um, a high up exec of a film studio. And basically, I this whole week has been basically sacrificed to that so nothing else existed except not for that not even your girlfriend 
No, I mean, she exists too. <laughs> the nice thing is, is she literally told me, she's like, can we not go out on Valentine's Day? I was like, works for me. And she's like, let's do the 15th. So it's like quieter. Okay. Real question. Is this something that every woman says? Like, oh, I don't care about Valentine's Day. No, no, no. She but didn't secretly say she, they're harboring like a... She didn't say she didn't care about it. She said she doesn't want to see that many people. Mm-hmm. So let's do it the 15th. And that's what we're doing. Okay. But see, Bill... But like my my current girlfriend was like, I hate Valentine's Day. How many of your bro friends do you know who say they fucking hate their birthday? Or dislike it or don't want to do anything for it? I rarely do anything for my birthday. Okay, but But I'm still touched when people do. Here's the thing. I think it's the same way for girls. They've spent enough times kind of being pissed about what they're doing on Valentine's Day that they act like they don't care about it. But if someone did do something for it, they'd be touched. I would never ask someone to plan a birthday party for me. But if they did, which no one ever has, I'd be pretty touched. But I think here's an alternative argument is. And this is what my girlfriend said. She goes. I feel like Valentine's Day is a dumb holiday because you should celebrate who you're with every day year round. Yeah. So I to mean, treat it as if you have one holiday in which you need to care. Is... Wouldn't you say that it's the same then for every holiday? No. Shouldn't you appreciate the country every day? Shouldn't you appreciate you being alive every day? I mean, no. I appreciate the birth of Christ every day. No. I, are these okay? Why I'm, I'm kidding. I'm okay. Totally I just kidding. you know it's a fair question, right? I mean, don't you think that no, takes but it's away? like. It's a special day of remembrance. That's the yeah. difference. Just like holidays, it's a little extra. So what's yeah, you your should opinion appreciate on them every day. Uh, uh, Black History Month? <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna uh, laugh dude. at that. Okay, it's um, even funnier to like pause and laugh though. It's like, <laughs> All right. My opinion on Black History Month is that also Bernie is black. American am, history. Yeah. That's is why we're black laughing. History. Yeah. That's why we're laughing. Um, so every day, I don't. But like to a certain okay. extent, I kind of agree with your argument because it's like technically you should be showing your partner, person, wife, husband, whatever <clears throat> that you love them every day. I don't know why Valentine's Day is a day where suddenly it's like. Hey, I got you gifts and shit, and I'm taking you out to dinner. And then she's like, oh, guess what I got you for Valentine's Day? What? Oh, I got you this pussy. Oh, sick. That didn't cost any money. Um, Damn. But you know what I mean? Like, you should kind of treat every day like it's Valentine's Day. And I'm okay with that. I just think Valentine's Day kind of lets you go do something a little extra and special that you wouldn't normally do every day. Like, you're not going to go out to a nice dinner every day. Yeah, it's not true. something that's possible to do every day. So it gives you that day to justify it, right? We lo- as Americans, we love to be justified to go spend money. That's something we love culturally. Well, we just and love an excuse fair, to go spend I a lot like of money. That's not an argument for it. That's more like a yeah. That's mostly like honestly, I mean, it's like silly every, consumerist. Yeah, I mean to be fair, like Valentine's Day became big because I think card companies and chocolate companies wanted to sell more chocolate and stuff before, in between Christmas and Easter. Wow, and Easter is the same way too. Communist. And I'm hates not. Capitalism. I love com- yeah, the capitalism. Cap, 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 capitalism. I, I'm not saying that the reason we should celebrate it is because we can go spend a bunch of money. I'm just saying that like, not every day can you go spend money, but this is like a day that you can go out and take her somewhere special or like get her a little bit bigger gift because like on most days you're not going to be getting her like 
a nice watch or like something cool. I don't, and, and like you don't have to get her. Who's making the most money here? He said he's buying his girlfriend a nice watch for Valentine's Day. I'm like, uh, I could scrape together enough money to go to dinner. Well, I mean, that's, that's the whole point, though. It's like, you don't have to get her a gift or go to dinner to have a special Valentine's Day, right? It's all situational. Yeah. And it's all it's all about your intentions, right? So it just gives you that extra day to think about it a little bit more. Like, oh, I should. it's like Thanksgiving, but for relationships. That's kind of how I It's kind of it. like a camping trip is for the boys. Uh, Valentine's <clears throat> Day is for the girls. You know what I mean? It's like, because the boys just go on a camping trip and they intently spend time with each other. Valentine's Day is a day where it's like, you set that whole bitch aside for your girl. I mean, do you guys think Thanksgiving is bad because we should be thankful for everything every day? It just gives you that moment to pause and really think about it. And everyone's well, and thinking about the like same thing, which is really cool. like an to hang out as a family. So, yeah, I see And same thing mean. with an excuse to hang out with your girlfriend, I yeah, guess, yeah, if yeah. you think of it that way, sure. But, but like Valentine's I wouldn't, but... Day is not a national holiday, right? Um... I don't, I don't know. The federal, the federal government will put in as many national holidays as they can to not work as much as they can. Yeah. But you, like, so I've, you don't take the day off work for Valentine's. No, you don't take the day off work. No, it's like Halloween. Yeah. It's just everyone works, but at night you just go do something, you know, it's, it's more symbolic. It's not like a federal holiday. I don't think, but you know, I'm, I'm not like you trying don't. to lobby for Valentine's day. I don't even care really. It's just, I still think it's nice to give couples an, a day to really think about it and just reflect over their last year of a relationship or you know yeah i, I mean for like single people it's completely irrelevant like it is the only holiday that means nothing to a person Actually, based on their relationship with other I people i think it's probably one of the more depressing holidays probably i think valentine's day is a day for the haves and have-nots it is a good litmus test if you dread valentine's day like you're like fuck i gotta go spend money on this Dumb, but like that's when you know like dude that shit's Just over break it off yeah. and <laughs> it's like a wake-up call <laughs> like <laughs> yeah it's your one chance if you don't after want to spend the valentine's holidays. day then like you just a good sign you just made it through cuffing season but like you actually still dread this so you need to get out of i feel like that's what i don't know valentine's day is like a good dtr kind of day too like that chick who you're just talking to valentine's day rolls around she'll be like so what are we yeah what is this we are friends. Like, if you wish her happy Valentine's Day, if you don't, you just... I mean, she knows where she stands at that point, so you're kind of... Yeah, but to be fair, if you're using a day to determine your relationship status, it's probably not a great uh, indicator. Well, sometimes things are complicated. I get it, yeah. I Actually, I don't. Everything's pretty straightforward. Well, but it wasn't always, and I feel like there's plenty of people, especially younger people... Valentine's Day is a good yeah, like, like eighth graders. Hey, and stuff. let's let's remind everybody this isn't this I'm, isn't it. Did you guys ever make like those little shoebox mailbox for your uh, for your desk, and then everyone mm-hmm. would go around and drop Valentines in your? Uh... Oh yeah, dude. All yeah, can elementary we, school. Can we talk about the trauma of uh, Valentine's grams or whatever candy grams on Valentine's Day? There's that one chick in class who has like. 15 from her friends all the girls in class are like oh we love you sister and then she's got her actual boyfriend and then you get that like single incel motherfucker in the corner with absolutely nothing his parents our are the only ones had, who got him a our valentine gram that everyone had to get valentines for everyone yeah that's a school that's very self-aware of like how rough that day is. Well, I, I remember at our high school, or we were in middle school at that point, I yeah. remember we would give roses. 
you would you could buy a rose and they would deliver roses to the classrooms on Valentine's Day. And I remember this one student got That's a side hustle. Jack got Jack. This one student got so many roses from her sisters and just girls and guys and she had like 18 roses or something and most people had three or zero Dude, and it yeah. was just like so odd. and they would like deliver them one by one like you would know like they would stop class to bring the rose into that person and it was so like such a social status like discrepancy dang i like that rub their face in it dude it was <laughs> they like they brutal. like they like take the roses they're walking and like make everyone else sniff it as they bring it by and then they just give it to the girl you know, no like, no you're joking no, they do. They, they make, make sniff everyone it. else sniff it. No, <laughs> that not. would be fucked up. I was like, what the hell? like really rub your face. <laughs> <did> not that <laughs> you did not nose get <laughs> a fucking. You didn't get any you roses. Smell the shit? It's but not you yours. can smell, you smell them. The shit? It's not yours. I will say I do remember looking left and right and like maybe maybe I got one from like my mom because yeah. she was guilty. Parents could give them, yeah. Guilty staring yeah. at the lobby when they're like, "Oh, give your kid a a candy cane." on valentine's day and then it was like okay fine but there would be that one kid whose parents didn't even give a fuck (laughs) i remember treating it like in elementary school as a school project like you would buy the like sweet tarts and you would write like to and from to every student in your class you'd make a checklist and you check off everyone and you'd write them a little note girls you might say something a little flirty guys you'd be like hey man you're say something extra flirty yeah the ones you liked you might say like meet me in the schoolyard at after school today Meet behind me the in dumpster. the bathroom <laughs> You know Quick rub and tug for the lads A bro job Bernie when did you You join the school uh, Bernie joined in 6th grade uh, 6th Okay nerd. did you ever witness The cage fights that took place At the Playground What Dude Okay so You know the like Jungle gym Half dome things That are on like Old playgrounds Yeah 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 Like the yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember those. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, our yeah. school had one. The thingy that's like this. Yeah. You guys and, like, made it into a blood dome. Dude, in <laughs> fifth grade, it turned into the cage brawl. Like, no way. It was the Coliseum. It was Fight Club, dude. <laughs> All the boys would climb onto it, like, on the outside, and then two guys would drop into the, like, bottom. And then we would just, like, wrestle and kind of fight it out, and somehow nobody Sounds ever like hit their a, head on the metal, metal bar. Yeah, Sounds I mean, like a homoerotic, like, fanfic. Nah, dude, it's just Fight Club from it's like ancient graders. These boys <laughs> in a Catholic boys. school with repressed yeah. hormones yeah, want to beat the shit out of each other maybe in some the most ancient, loving way. <sighs> maybe some like ancient Greeks would be sweating they would as love they're. It. Yeah, dude, cover them in olive oil and strip They'd them be naked. Watching from their closet, uh, Superman outfit. But Sorry, you know what? I just realized that. we're. Yeah, no, I'm good. It was we, fifth grade. We're, we were having we're a blast. Going, yeah. We were having a blast, and then some guy took it a little too far. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Keep going. Yeah. And uh, he, went he took his fist. Uh-oh. His fist. And he actually hit someone else oh. in the face. In the ass. And that was the, that was the moment that one of the, like, lunch monitors stepped in. And she yeah, was what like, the hell oh, were they doing? doing were they, like, smoking around like the, the corner Arthur or something? Meme where he has a fist they and just, he's just, like, ready to go? They didn't know what was happening. How, how would you not? Like, I, your job is to sit there and watch kids at lunch, and she just... Because it just looked like all the guys were climbing around the jungle gym, and we were all kind of like, we would climb, oh, and we would talk so you'd for like a while. Oh, so you'd, like, obscure the view. We obscured the view, and then we would have two guys just, like, snap your finger, and they both drop down. Dang. How did you decide who fought who? 
beefs, different. Okay, like I was gonna say, beef. was this was actual beef? <laughs> no, like, no, like I had a problem with this kid. I had a problem with this kid, you know, and it was annoying me. So it'd be like it was okay, mostly wait. everyone fighting. Ger- yeah, people did hate Gerald. Yeah, yeah, Gerald sucks. He's got a punchable face. He had I'm the most punchable lie. face, and pretty much no one liked him. And, he also uh, would just pick fights. You would you would be nice to him, and then he would just do something stupid and you're like dude I just like was nice to you and you did this and it's just yeah you'd be like hey, he, he was asking for it you know the, the tic tac he'd be like hey dog how's it going Gerald and then it's he'd be like, like oh like you're the, dumb uh, fuck you and you're like okay he's kind of like the like 21 year old college slutty cats on Halloween they were just asking for it man. oh my god Jesus. I just had the weird I just had the weirdest flashback Joel. Is that? Yeah. Joel. Joel. Yeah, Joel. yeah, dude. Joel. He was one of those where you could be being nice to him and he'd just be an asshole he for would, no he reason. Would, he would do it to himself, dude. Like, like it was I, like, I, I okay, was like, be nice to him. He gives you a reason to hate him. No, Don't literally. Be nice to him. He gives you even more reason to hate him. Yeah. Be... Uh, Talk no. about not being well adjusted. That's, no, literally, that was that was. Joel and if to you a met tea. his parents, Joel's parents, you would know why. Why did they? How suck? he was raised. They were also just had very poor social skills and understanding of social situations. Didn't Whatever happened to him? He just like fell off the went face to BK of the or something. He went to BK. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't cut it. <laughs> he had it his way. <laughs> yeah. BK, 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 BK. <laughs> Fuck Joel. Yeah, Joel, you can have all this smoke. Fuck yeah. When did he leave? Was it like your eighth or ninth grade year? Mm-hmm. I think it was 10th grade. Uh, I think it was sophomore year. He was definitely in ninth grade. I think 10th grade, yeah. Yeah, I think I think after 10th grade, he left. Sophomore year, he left. Also, yeah. there was... Halfway through sophomore year, probably, or something like that. Also, remember Rogan... <clears throat> Everyone would just be like, dude, remember Rogan? Like, he died. (laughs) It was like the joke. Yes. Yes, I do remember Rogan. Yeah. 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 He just joined the class for a little bit and then was gone, like, the next year. And everyone was like, dude, where's Rogan? There was also that Mormon kid in my class. Rogan got sick for a long time. Like, he had, like, mono into, like... AIDS or something. He was just gone for like four <laughs> months, dude. I, like, yeah. He missed the whole year and everyone was just like, where's Rogan? It was like Waldo, but Rogan. It was weird. Yeah. No, and then there was a Mormon kid in my class too. When I came in in eighth grade, came back ninth grade, he wasn't there, but no one really noticed. And then I think sometime in 10th grade, I was like, wait, where is this kid, bro? We had one of those two. Remember when um, I don't know if I don't know if Bernie was around when we had one Mormon. Bernie kid in wasn't our class around too. I don't think so. Like everybody would pray, right? Because it was a Christian school. But yep. he would be like, "I can't. I need to leave." We were like, "Whoa! What are you doing here?" Was that his name? Escapes me. Was he named after a tree? John. <gasps> yes. Or I- Michael. Yeah, that was the one oh, in my grade. Oh, I was, was trying to say grade. Tim Burton, but that's not him. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, that is exactly who I was thinking of. So, yeah, Marcus, yes, I knew him. Marcus and James, they were both Mormons in our classes. Mm-hmm. 
Marcus was in VIX. James was in ours. I actually have a good story about James. Okay. So me and James were buddies in like sixth, seventh grade. He was probably like one of my first friends at the school. He was like the only guy that was nice to me because adjusting was hard, right? Especially at our school. I go, yeah. And I go over to his big white Mormon ass house that is exactly as you would imagine it. And we're in his backyard, and this thing's huge, of course, and he's got this BB gun, right? Dude, I'm just imagining, like, the Von Trapp family. <laughs> yeah, it is like the Von Trapp family. Like, it is just the Mormonist, big, six-person house you could ever... Maybe, like, eight-person house you could ever imagine. And we go to his house, and we're chilling in his backyard, hanging out. Everything's great, right? He brings out his BB gun. So we're shooting the BB gun around, or, like, a pellet gun or something, and we're shooting, like, squirrels or something. And we're hanging out. And I take the BB gun and I kind of lean against it. just As kinda, one does in you know, rural Idaho. As one does, right? And I kind of lean against it just because my legs are kind of tired. I kind of lean against it. And it goes, and the stock breaks off. Oh, oh my God. And he gets so pissed at me. I'm like six, I'm like 10 or 12, what, 11? First off, and he just, how are you leaning on a gun? Second just, off, it's like how a pellet did... gun. I'm like 10. I don't know. I'm so just leaning. So your arm's ag- on the barrel? No, I'm like, no, it's like, it's like. Like crutches? Kind of, yeah, just leaning against, or maybe like against the house, kind of leaning against, I don't know. So just you put putting the a muzzle, little pressure You put the muzzle in the ground and then Probably. leaned on the buttstock? Dude, it's like a $50 yeah, a pellet idea. gun, bro. I don't know. I'm 10. Yeah. That's not the point. The point is, I break the stock off, he starts crying and freaking out, and I get picked up because of it. They call my parents to pick me up. He doesn't talk to me for three months. I'm not joking. He doesn't talk to me for three months because of this, right? And one day... We're sitting in Mrs. F- Mrs. Uh, what's her name? Mrs. Fisher's class doing like literature, right? And we're sitting in the back together because they did random seating in that class. We're sitting in the back and he, he leans over to me just one day and randomly just goes, uh, grudge is over, question mark. And I was like, uh, yeah. And then we were good. Just like that. Three months, he goes, is the grudge over? I didn't have a grudge. He hated me for breaking that gun. And he goes, it's the grudge over. You and should that have was just it. lobbed and we were friends. shut up. Hey, maybe that took a lot of... Uh... Yeah, that was brave. A lot of courage. About? That was super Guess so. brave. Guess so, yeah. And then he left like two months after that because he left halfway through the year. Bernie, can you do, can so you ima- can you think of a time I pissed you off more than like you could believe? Was there a time where we were like at odds for more than like a month? A month? Uh, maybe a week even. Can you think of an incident from like growing up where... You were like, fuck this guy. Mm, probably not more than a week. Maybe like a day or two. I don't decide. I'm just like the person that holds grudges the least. I like Men squash I beef way easier too. I just don't hold grudges You know how anyone, people dude? really used to get their beef out? Fighting. Cage fighting. That yeah. was True. huge. That's way more effective than holding grudges. You could have just been like, you, cage, launch. Dude, men could have just beat- summoned him, bro. Men can beat the shit out of each other and be best friends right after. Mm-hmm. In fact, it probably brings them closer. Fists don't lie. Yeah. Speaking of which, I'd like to play some darts tonight and maybe some poker. I'd be down. Should we just go do that like right now? Bernie's down. How how far in are we? Uh, take a guess. Mm, Fifty-two hours. Minutes. Hour and twenty-four. Oh, we good. All right, so we're going to go play poker. Dude, whoa. I feel like we hit no conclusion on this. So abrupt. Do we ever? Yes. Hey, how about we go six more minutes to the hour and a half mark? We just kind of finish this little... What the hell? We just kind of trail it off here. Let's give the audience what they want. 
what they want is probably for us to have shut up an hour and a half ago. <laughs> Maybe. But an hour and a half of programming, I feel like that's a, that's a good mark. Yeah, that's a respectable 90 minutes. Hopefully that gets you through your morning commute and back and then some. Unless you live in L.A., in which case... And then this didn't even get you. you to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what did we do in the... Uh, we had a week tier list for uh, hot dogs. Very weak. Yeah. Because we didn't really rank them. We just kind of named a few. We reminisced a little bit of high school. Yeah, which no one else is going to care about. Middle school. No, probably not. But you know what? Maybe... Some interesting stories. I feel like people can relate to the Valentine's We talked Day about sports. Grams. We did talk bonks. We had a little bit, yeah. A little bit of space talk from last, you said. Little little recap on the whole Mars thing. Yeah, we included Bernie for the first time. Hey, next podcast we can touch up on that hot dog and get a more solidified list. Oh, touch up on some, my hot if, dog right now. That's if we now. have you back. Oh, Bernie will be back. <laughs> Bernie be back. He'll cut off the power if he doesn't get back. <laughs> <laughs> they call me clap back Bernie for a reason. Yeah, because he is clap. Fuck. He's got the clap. <laughs> He's they got the clap. He got the clap from getting hit in the back. <laughs> yeah, too many back shots. Back clap, Bernie. Back, back clap, shot, Bernie. Bernie. <laughs> hmm. That's a sexy image that I'll take to the grave. Mm. I will say, Bernie put on a mighty fine spread. Brought um. out the beers, brought out the whiskey. Hmm. Put it all on a nice lazy Susan too. So that maybe nice. maybe one of the we should all just I've get seen. super fucking drunk and just keep this going and then do a best of afterwards because right now this is a pretty mediocre ass episode. Yeah, we could. I want to have quite a while though. Yeah, but because I want to like I go back out, and listen to it. If but I, if it's like two hours, if I cut out like all the boring parts of this, we're gonna be left with like twenty minutes. Plus, we'll have a few cuts for uh, name drops. Mm. And if we go to three hours. Get this. I we could do two episodes. We could have a two for. Like we could have dude, a double header part one part stamina. Two. He's he's like a one pump chump. He's done. Dude, all right. You're popping my His podcast virginity been, right here. All right. You got to ease me. In. His load has been blown. <laughs> no, dude. We start you on a good one three hour fist. That's how you get warmed up to the podcast world. <sighs> yeah. No, we've definitely. I'd rather just go play some poker and darts, man. That sounds fun. I mean, <sighs> poker. I mean, shit. What do you mean? Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> What? <laughs> Yo, we're just like, hell yeah, about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> Honestly, what I think we should all do is wear noise-canceling headphones, keep the mics on, and play the entire game where we're all talking like, oh man, I think he has a straight. Does he have a straight right now? Or is this a bluff? I feel like he's pushing through a bluff. A little poker ASMR? Yeah. And do like a 15-minute special with no what, intro, what if we, no like, nothing. Record and, a little bit of the poker game, and then we like lay that over like the intro and outro or something like that. I already have theme music, bro. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So. Well, I'm probably good. So I mean, if you guess. All right, I'm feeling good. Let's uh, let's go play some motherfucking yeah, poker. Yeah, let's. Hey, let's thank the audience. If you listened this long, I just gotta say, like, straight up, thank you. You guys are the the best and stuff and things like Yo, that. Geez. Yeah. Yeah, if you miss, you know, getting the boys together, maybe this podcast is like a little uh, little replacement for that. Yeah, this is Bro Down ASMR, which is another, I think, pretty decent title option there. Bro Down ASMR. ADHD Bro Down. ADHD With Bro Down.
Dude, the ADHD ASMR. part doesn't even ASMR. apply to me. It's so dumb. No, with Bernie as in, we do have a little neuronormative interaction here. Yeah, a little neuronormative, normal working bitch. Keeping us on point. Did you trade the car in today? Uh, probably will tomorrow. Bernie's getting a Porsche. Porsche. Probably. Because Just his fuck-ass like Volvo was broken down a million times already. And it's new. It has new. a thousand miles. Straight out the box. But yeah. it'll be in 2023. Fuck them imports. Unbelievable. You know, I've heard that that's actually a problem with Volvos. Like, they're they're reliable, but you have to... Sometimes you get a dud or some shit. Yeah, they have like... Will you ever buy another Volvo again, you think? Yeah. Uh, Probably not. Yeah, I mean, because I think once I go Porsche, I'm never going to go back. Is my guess, dude. I because a lot of people say that about Porsche and Land Rover, but yeah, once literally getting know. a Porsche, yeah, but you is already like went your balls off. Like, yeah, you but can't put them back. I didn't on. drive it that much. Like, it was mostly my ex that drove it, and like, I just didn't really like. I didn't really own it. Like, I didn't feel like it was mine ever. Like, it was like she drove that. Did she keep the car? No, no, no. She kept the Armada. Fucking bitch. <laughs> ha! It's a Nissan. <laughs> Stupid well, she bitch! You get the Nissan. Then she sold it and bought like a I don't know, like a Hyundai, a cunt ass car, Hyundai Elantra or something, a car Hyundai for Elantra. cunts, the Hyundai Elantra. I mean, the thing about the Volvo is like they say like this is the first XC90 they've said that they've sold in the last ten years that's done this. So I think it was just really unlucky, but it's also just like taint. The name is tainted now to me. Like, just you're only as good as your worst moment when it comes to cars. Like, my mom will never buy a Nissan because they had a bad experience with a Nissan 15 years ago, and she still won't buy a Nissan. Yeah. Brandon, I it's still just, think Nissan's kind of trash. But. Nissan is trash, pretty objectively, but still, it's like... I'm a Honda elitist. I'm a Honda Toyota. I like Honda loyalist. Toyota. I like them way more than Nissan. Dude, Hondas and Toyotas, you could literally, like... I've off-roaded in my Civic before. Why would you not just buy a Honda or Toyota instead of a like a Hyundai or Nissan? Like, why would because you Hyundai's have like an insane like two hundred and fifty thousand mile warranty or some shit. They do be cheap as chips too. So are Hondas and Toyotas relatively. I mean, I mean you go for the nice ones. No, like, you got to get them aged if they're Honda Toyota. They're but it doesn't matter. Like, That's the thing, though. You could get a you could get a CLA class Mercedes Benz for cheaper than a Honda. But that's the problem. If you don't know car Depends brands, year, yeah. if you, if you don't Maybe know no, about reliability, the model year. if you don't know about reliability, and you see that you can get a brand new, Type R? no CLA classes start at like twenty. Oh, CLAs aren't that much. That's what I'm saying. Oh well, yeah, but CLAs are like base. They're barely Mercedes. I mean, they're just like. But wait, hold on. Agree or disagree? Like, if you get a guy who off the street who doesn't know anything about car brands and doesn't know about the reliability and stuff he sees a hyundai sonata or like yeah is sonata that's her lowest end or no, elantra. Elantra. okay yeah he sees a hyundai elantra for under twenty thousand, brand new that's 2021 and it comes anymore. with apple carplay and a couple other features or he can buy a 10 year old honda accord to be fair, or Civic, Hyundai, and it's Hun- like the same price. They Hyundai might just go with Hyundai. Actually, reliable though. I don't think a base Civic ten years old is the same price as a new Elantra. I don't think five years old. I bet it would maybe, be. Maybe five. My but, Civic actually, but, but then five year old Honda Hondas are to me better than new Elantras. Like I would take that. Personally. I know, but that's because yeah. you know about the reliability and stuff. I'm saying if Hyundai like, has if you literally don't know brands and you literally look at Hyundai Honda and you're like. Why why'd they even choose different names? I think I've heard a lot of maintenance problems from Hyundai's. I, yes. I don't Bring know. Bring back like, Datsun. No, I, I agree. 
I agree. I'm just saying, you're someone who doesn't know. I was responding to Vic, but yeah, your question? I mean, I don't know. I personally like the look of Honda's better. Honda's styling looks so bummy. I just don't like how Honda's Isn't Kia basically just nice Hyundai, though? What I'll say, though? No, No. that's South Korean. Yeah, Hyundai's Japanese. No. No, Hyundai's Korean, actually. Hyundai's Korean. No, Hyundai's Korean. Yeah, you're right. Oh. They're both Korean. They are different brands, though. They are, but the but thing it's is, like Kia's Lexus are the same versus level versus Toyota. No, they're Infinity different. Infinity versus... No, no, it's not. It's not the same. Those are owned by the same parent company. Is Nissan also South Korean? Nissan's Japanese. Nissan is Japanese? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It used to be Datsun. Nissan, Acura, Honda, Lexus, they're all Japanese. Oh. Mm, Lexus is Lexus, nice. Lexus yeah. is nice. But the, also, that's yeah. another My only thing. other vehicle I'm considering besides the Porsche, I think, is the Lexus. Well, that's Dude, just like G- Toyota... Like the, Toyota branded for America, so they built their luxury line as Lexus. Even though if yeah, you were it's actually everything in, I love about Toyota, but it's more luxurious, and I'm just like, ugh, so attractive. Well, and if you're in, if you're in Japan, they don't differentiate. They just Mm-mm. call them all Toyota. They're all Toyota because yeah. people actually understand different. Well, it's yeah. like Acura is the nice Honda. Well, also Americans are suckers right, for upselling. Yeah. We love when there's a brand that's like supposedly nicer. And we Lincoln is like the feature. nice GMC. Lincoln's Ford actually. Is it? Cat oh, Black you're right. You're right. You're right. Yep, or yep. Chevy. Yep, yep, right. Yeah. yeah. It's so nice. funny that there have to be Same two tiers. Same thing with Volkswagen and Audi. Well, no, it's yeah, because we we're so it obsessed love... with brand names. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, you have the poor... Oh, man, you sound broke. You drive a Toyota. I drive a Lexus. Yeah. Yuck. The few brands that don't are like... Mercedes doesn't have a lower line. Porsche doesn't have a lower line. Yeah, they do. It's VW, dum-dum. No, that's that's Audi. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, Porsche. I thought Porsche. So is Porsche, a... Porsche is owned by Volkswagen, and they do use some Volkswagen chassis. Or sorry, Volkswagen uses some basically Porsche chassis, but Audi is the is the upgrade to a Volkswagen. It's not Porsche. Porsche is very uniquely Porsche. Well, that's why duh, so because no one's ever replicated yeah. Porsche. Porsche yeah. is Same the with ultimate Mercedes. driving Mercedes machine. Has its, that's Mercedes. Like, there's nothing like it. Fuck BMW. BMW, kind of the same way. No, BMW says they're the ultimate driving machine, but that's a Porsche. Porsche is the ultimate driving machine. I I mean, I like how that Cayenne drives better than the old X5 I used to drive, or that my mom had. What's interesting is I feel like the Mercedes-BMW argument is like the same one that Americans have about Ford, Ford, Chevy, Chevy trucks. Where it's like, both are American-made trucks, which are going to be more reliable than probably any other nation's truck brand. Except for Toyota. Except for the Toyota Tacoma. The Toyota Tacoma is the goat of midsize trucks. Of midsize? For sure. Yeah. Tacoma is a, a beautiful truck. Yeah. I drive a Ram 1500. I drive that all day over a Nissan Frontier. I'm talking, no, but I, I will say for full-size trucks, I don't think you can go wrong with an American. Like like a Ford F-150 or... Ford, Chevy, Dodge. Well, because like, we're okay. the only country of... like. We make the best trucks in the world, hands we down. We like and no Australia, the ones who drive them. Yeah, no, us in Australia are literally the only people who drive utes or pickups. Yeah. Oh like yeah, a, you go to Europe. There's like no trucks. Because that's what I'm America's saying. So why obsession with large cars? Why would you we have buy with large everything? Why would you buy <laughs> a truck trucks. from a country that doesn't drive trucks? Like a Nissan Titan. Well, America's also like super spread out relative to a lot of like countries. Like think about every European country. There's so many little towns yeah, all no, over and it's, small. It's so ancient. It was built for small times. But yeah. now we've rebuilt America new. But like super the, spread out. But we the also pickup built is around the alternative the to like Europe, Europe's fascination with like the panel van. 
That's the mode of like getting shit around in a city. Like a sprinter van? A sprinter van. Like a Mercedes thing. Sprinter? Yes. Like though that is the way you move shit around is Dude. With, with big ass vans. But here you in the US seen it's a like Mercedes Unimog. Somebody's moving and you say, so. bro, I got a van. Nobody's interested. Dude. But you say, hey, I have a truck. A truck America like, pioneered like, oh, yeah, the dude, I need to buy that guy a six-pack and have yeah. him come help me move my shit. We need, need that, that scapegoat. scapegoat. Whoa. Whoa. I just watched your uh, levels <laughs> do really weird things there. I don't know what that sounds like. <laughs> Okay, well, that was good. Thanks, right. everyone. That's the end of the podcast. Thank yep. you, everybody, for tuning yeah, in. We appreciate you. This program was uh, made possible. Don't forget to unlike and like you. unsubscribe. Yep, definitely do that. This program was made possible by none of you. Yeah, literally. Only people with uh, bitch, money. This costs us, and we've seen no return. <laughs> so share it with your friends, because if you don't, we'll never see a return. And this program will never be made possible by viewers like you. <laughs> this program will be made <laughs> impossible by viewers like you. Not thank you. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. This pro this program was made I hope, impossible I hope by you viewers dislike, like you. Please fuck you. Please dislike, unsub, and share this with no one. <laughs> Reverse psychology, please do everything that he said not to do. contributions to your PBS station from viewers like you. Thank you.